0: Well Matt Ray, I saw you had to cancel an Airbnb vacation and I saw this twice. And is it really because there was a snake? Were y'all like bugging out of there? Or was it just like did someone like forget forget their nasal spray or something?
1: No, no. Um so uh you know <clears throat> it's it's summer break. Uh today's actually the first day of school for my kids and uh so you know they're back at school today and so we we were going to take a a quick holiday uh you know long four or five-day weekend, and we went up up the coast to a place called Coffs Harbor. We were having a lovely time, and we had a, a, another day left of our vacation, and, and uh, I actually called up the Airbnb and said, hey, you know, uh, I see you don't have any reservations for today. Could we extend our reservation? They said, yeah, sure, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, sort that out in the morning. And then you know, went to bed, and 6 a.m., uh, my wife's an early riser, I'm asleep, And I start hearing screaming. (laughs) And, you know, she runs in and she's like, there's a snake in the living room. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, there was a uh, about a two foot long, you know, brownish snake kind of look like in Texas, maybe a copperhead, but a little slimmer. Uh, We don't have copperheads here in Australia. Um, I, I got it with a broom we had a little, there was a push room in there. I, I pinned it down and I, th- I threw a big wooden salad bowl over the top of it and uh, did the hockey thing where, oh yep, yeah, that's the photo for the streamers. Um, and I, I did kind of the, the curling hockey thing where I, I slowly pushed the bowl to the, the sliding glass door and, uh, you know, got it out the door. And then, um, yeah, uh, got it got it outside and and then I continued to scoot it with the broom and and to uh the neighbor's yard
2: (laughs) now i saw that you got quite a bit of feedback both in this i think in the slack and on twitter did we determine is was this uh poisonous was this a dangerous snake or was this just a snake of some kind
1: yeah yeah um so you know finishing the story i uh I called the Airbnb folks and said, you know what? We're not going to stay another night. <laughs> we've, we've changed our mind. Uh, you know, finding a, a snake in the living room, uh, will put a damper on your vacation plans. And uh, yeah, so um, we, we did not stay another day. They were very concerned, obviously. they very apologetic about uh, there being a snake. Uh, you know, there hadn't been any snakes in the previous reviews of the place. I know, I <laughs> Are they just like
2: I, I, don't put this in the review, please. <laughs> like what do we have to do? That would be that, that, would, a be death that would be nail of Airbnb review.
0: <laughs> yeah, put that you gotta put that picture in there. I no, did not.
1: I, yeah. I you know, we had actually stayed at this place before and had a, uh, a wonderful time. It's right on the beach. It's it's an awesome place. So you know, I, I I went ahead and gave it the five star review despite the snake. <laughs> wow!
2: I, I now I'm really starting to question reviews. If this gets I know mean, I know this, I know, to, this I know. is at least a four star. I mean, you don't. I mean, four star. You don't well, have any axe to grind. You're just saying it wasn't perfect. I mean, a snake in the living
1: room. That's a star. I mean, that's <laughs> everybody knows that. <laughs> so so this just in. You cannot trust reviews of anything anywhere ever again. Oh my gosh! Um,
2: oh, next thing you're gonna tell me that message boards aren't a good place for advice on stocks. This is just craziness, uh, Matt. I disagree. Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, we we started like trying to figure out. We, we took uh, uh, obviously a blurry couple photos of the snake. Nobody wanted to get close enough to uh, get a good photo. <laughs> wow! Imagine that. <laughs> and 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 so the snake was was fairly aggressive. It was you know coiling up and striking at the uh, at the broom. And, and so, you know, we were like, oh, you know, and I, I got a good look at, at it, you know, from maybe three or four feet away. And you know, it was it wasn't a python. So someone, you know, I had, had someone suggest that, oh, you know, that's a, a brown python, those are pretty common. Like, no, the head shape was the kind of more triangular, not the rectangular python head. Um, and it was quite aggressive, uh, striking. And so I was like, you know, this is obviously some kind of like asper. You know, uh, taipan, which is you know the deadliest snake in the world, but it wasn't um, the snake that it. I thought it looked like. They don't come around uh, uh, Coffs Harbour; they're inland. Um, probably it was a brown tree snake, which are pretty common. Um, they are aggressive. They are kind of venomous, not enough to kill a human. Maybe if you know my youngest child had gotten bit and chewed on it for a while, but um, they're they're semi venomous, and uh, so. Not, uh, probably not life-threatening, but this snake wanted to let us know that it was ready to kill us, even though, you know, we were full-size humans. <laughs> so you left early, I guess. <laughs> we we checked out by 10 a.m., <laughs> <laughs> but but the whole time it was like, where'd that snake come from? How did it get in here? You know, the place had screens, you know, we had air conditioning. There was no good reason there was a snake in that place. Nice. Well. Wow. That that'll put a damper on your vacation plans.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't look like it was friendly. Snakes, you know, there's no, no snakes here in the Netherlands. I don't even think we have crickets. I I was thinking <laughs> about this the other day. I haven't seen like a grasshopper around anywhere, and uh, we got silverfish. That's like the only insect. There's mosquitoes when it gets hot, but we're pretty pretty lucky with that. Well, okay. Now now uh, here's a topic I wanted. We well, let's start let's see what we have two financial items one now we have to talk about it because because i spent some time reading about it i took a little nap before the episode i fell asleep reading about GameStop (laughs) and what's going on there now also uh uh related i think it was a, a listener recommendation i i'm almost done listening to that book money and i feel like I feel like me understanding the nature of money and what inflation is, is like a Zeno's paradox of understanding. I feel like, I feel like I'm infinitely half of another step away from uh, fully understanding it. But I think, so So just, there's just some crazy, what's going on with that, Matt Ray? You said you read <laughs> something and understood it. Now, is, this, oh, is no. this just, this is, you know, a lot of times when I ask questions about money related stuff, I always have this sense in my head that the the answer is simpler than I'm making it out to be and the answer is like oh yeah it's just a bunch of bullshit like it if is you a understand bunch of that it's fine like it just seems like there's just there's no rhyme or reason behind it I I saw one coverage you know you got GameStop and then some uh <laughs> the story gets absurd when you say it out loud then someone who is a dog food startup person i think it was the Zappos of dog food
2: yeah, Surely, yeah.
0: yeah, and I don't know if they're a, a, a hierarchically arranged or whatever. But so they invested in it, and now the theory is that you got a you got a Walden Books, and Walden Books is going to start selling their their games online, and so that's going to be cool. And then that did, should not have uh, created what was it a four hundred percent increase in stock price? No, no, yeah. And so is this. <laughs> what's going on here matt really? is, is
1: there some irrational exuberance here <laughs> yeah
0: that doesn't that doesn't seem rational uh,
1: right right so so gamestop uh is is a multinational brand uh you know they've they've got uh they own the eb games over here in australia and, and you know they no they snakes in those stores uh you'd be surprised Snake um, <laughs> free. that's why the price is up <laughs> yeah i i have seen i I've seen large spiders at the mall. I don't know if I've seen snakes, but, but anyway, the, uh, um, the, the, the whole brick and mortar store idea for selling video games is, you know, it's, it's definitely struggled, you know, as, as the new consoles come out, um, you know, uh-huh. a lot more stuff is download, you know, direct downloads. You got a lot more stuff on places like Steam and, and uh, Epic Games and the like. And so, you know, there was this kind of gradual downward trajectory of GameStop people were just kind of like oh yeah you know that thing's going down and so what happened was a lot of institutional investor types were like I'm going to short that and you know when it's selling today for you know $14 or whatever I'm going to you know I'm going to short it for 10 which means I borrow some stock at 14 And when it hits 10, I sell it and I, you know, and I keep that $4. And so that's, that's in a nutshell, kind of how shorting works. I mean, there's a lot more, you know, to it, but the problem with shorting is you're counting on that stock going down and you're kind of, if it goes up, uh, it doesn't stop at, you know, oh, well now it's gone up 14. You, you know, you have to buy, you know, you, you owe owe the difference. It can keep going up. And so someone uh, noticed that, GameStop was over over on the shorting side. Apparently, a hundred and thirty percent or something like that uh, of the stock was marked as shorted, and that's that's kind of a crazy flag. I mean, I think, that, I that means that
2: tell, I think you need to just pause and say the person that uh, identified this trade. His uh, online Reddit name is uh, Roaring Kitty with some expletives. So th- please continue from that. Yes. I thought that was a good, yes, yes, detail. yes. Okay, that's okay. An important See, detail this is- of of the show.
0: This, this is Thank where you. I want. I want to make sure to summarize things now. Now I don't want to get into the nature of shorting. I've always wanted with shorting, like, like who someone has to give you the other stuff. But let's not get into that. Like yeah. Like. But then, but then you you said there's a hundred and thirty percent. Like my understanding is like there was more people holding short than there were shares available yes right now yes now that seems like i've heard this phrase about you know efficiency in the markets and things like that that seems like <laughs> we in the software industry would call that a bug right yeah like, yeah well this, this this state could not exist it's like if you chose to use an integer type but you actually exceeded the number of characters in integer and you went somewhere into floating and it would right. just be like no it doesn't the market does not compile Right? Like it seems like. Exactly, you know, but... exactly.
1: And so, so when people see is stuff this, like is this Is this
0: because Elizabeth Warren is not president? If she was president, would this not have
1: happened? Ooh, uh, that, 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 that's on the tail end of our story. Who knows okay. how this regula- regulatory stuff's going to sort out? But, yeah, yeah. but essentially, like your efficient market kind of overlooked the fact that you know, more people were shorting the stock than stock existed. Uh-huh. And so, what people, the other side of shorting is when it starts to go up. You know people who are holding those shorts have to buy, and so what kind of came out of the, these reddit forums and other places is people started saying let's buy some stock some some stock and start you know pushing this stock value up and that's yeah. called squeezing the short you know when you, when this this people holding the shorts you know they are forced to buy you know they they are have to start covering their shorts and when they're forced to buy, more stock's being bought, which gives this momentum of the stock going up and up and right, up. Right. There was, and there so was that is word that, that. Cool, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's the, 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 the crazy skyrocketing stock. And then you just continue to have this pile on of, you know, retail investors, you know, people using Robinhood and, and TD Ameritrade and, and the likes, just buying like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go buy 10 of those, you know, and not, now, not. Now is,
0: you- is that, that, that seems like something that, that would be illegal.
1: Why is to, it illegal? Um, that That's no, my no, point. No, no, no. That's you know,
0: why I said seems. I mean, uh, and then I want to explore this. Like, it seems like if you got together with a bunch of people and said, we're just going to buy this stock to drive the price up. That also implies, well, I, I mean, you you're, it's very confusing because because but, it doesn't seem like it would be illegal because there's no insider stuff. You just. No, it's all out it's in the almost open. I, like, I mean, this, uh, is, this is
1: like Motley Fool, right? What yeah, makes them yeah. any different from, you know crazy toaster1789 on reddit you know it's so
0: it, so there so is it it's purely this thing of uh people have been driving the stock up because they want to convert shorts to pants or whatever <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes they want to pants the shorts yeah, um yeah. And, and and so you know there and, and there are some there are some quality financial aspects to gamestop right they've sold off a lot of their underperforming properties You've got the Xbox and the PS5 that nobody can get their hands on. You know, there's if you look historically at their stock, there's always been a bubble around the release of new consoles. You know, they don't have a terrible business. And so, you know, some of these, you know, obviously a lot of the Redditors are like, I had a lot of good time. You know, my 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 17 year old son was like, I have a lot of fond memories of GameStop. And I was like, Yeah, that doesn't matter, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so so there there's this weird nostalgia thing, which leads into some of the other stocks that are starting to get this effect, like AMC. Like people like going to the movies, but you know what? Nobody's gone to the movies in the last year. I
0: see. And
1: you know, so they're they're cost headphones. I mean, there's some other weird ones that are kind of getting caught up in this flurry. And so you know, there've been freezes on the on the stock. It's gone crazy nuts. Um, you know, I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any. Uh, but you know, there's tons of people who are like, you know, I wish I had some uh because you know a year ago this thing was at four dollars and now it's you know it looks like it's 193 right now um was this in the matt ray portfolio i I know no no but but the matt ray portfolio has uh has benefited from from some of this reddit exuberance apparently they liked um some of the 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 space stocks and so uh, i do have some of that yeah uh and 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 they, they they love themselves some Tesla. And AMC, of uh, course.
2: I, AMC is, is getting in next. It looks like that's going to be yeah. the next short squeeze uh, so um, potential. So I,
0: I, I, I think you might be ready, Matt, Ray, to install a glass wall between you and your family and then get like a tennis ball or or another rubber ball that you're constantly throwing up there. Yeah, and yeah. Thinking about your portfolio. I you think it's time for you to upgrade. You'll. I mean,
1: my chair does try. swivel. Is that anything?
0: Yeah. Move around. <laughs> you know, just kind of throw some ball around. I'm surprised you don't do that already with your, your chef knowledge. You're, just yes. that you're like, you know, compliance and auditing, automation, and you're just throwing that back and forth. Yeah. Okay, so,
1: so, so, so it, so now it, it we're is left. just nonsense. It, it's total nonsense. But why is this nonsense any different from any other stock? I mean, oh, so much of the v- yeah. value of stock is the market's expectations for what that can do. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of people who were like, I don't like GameStop. <clears throat> I don't think, you know. I have reasons to think that they're going down. I'm going to put my finger on the scale to push it down faster. And then you had people who were like, I like GameStop for whatever reasons. I'm going to make it go up. Also, I don't like those guys. And so, you know, that's, you know, like traditional investors are getting kind of like upset about this. But the reality is like, this is how it's always been happening. You know, I mean, it's. You know, the, the, you have, you know, all these stock methods. I think we can go boards. like one step
2: further with it, picking our conversation last week. Like last week we got a good discussion on Bitcoin. We got a lot of good feedback. We'll get through, maybe read some of it a little bit later. But I think last week it was like, I don't know, you know, there's this underlying thesis, Bitcoin's an online currency. It's a a, a value, a store of value. And there's kind of a lot of combination here. Like this is so, so, so pure in the sense of like, everyone agrees. GameStop has nothing about the intrinsic value of GameStop has anything to do with the stock, right? It's just like people have decided to like speculate in multiple ways. They're yep. just playing a game that's completely detached from the underlying value of the company. So it feels in my way like almost freeing. It's very honest. It's just like it is. we are just playing. Uh, we're just gambling, and we just happen to choose GameStop, and it could have been many, many other corporations. So I almost feel yeah. better about it because it's so – um, there isn't any under, like no one's making it, the case that GameStop yeah. is worth a $20 billion. They're like, well, no. we're just going to do this until uh, everyone decides to leave. And then the stock will obviously plummet back down. And I don't know right, when, right. Or, I have no idea when it will happen. You know what
1: happen. you do? You short them now. Yeah, I
2: mean, if you are, I'm sure people are, right? I'm sure some people are. But at some point, like everyone will move on. They'll be like, I'm yeah, we're tired of they playing will. this game and the stock will eventually have a normal price again. So it's, I find it refreshing in the, if you will, the uh, the craziness is refreshing because it's just so open. It's like there's nothing yes. here to go. There's I, no argument to I be made. I love it.
1: Right. I mean, a lot of the stock market is irrational. I think, uh, I think I read that over two-thirds of the transactions are high-frequency trading, which means people are trading you know, on the microseconds daily, which is useless. You're right. That, that has nothing to do with the long-term value of a company. That's like somebody sneezes and the price jitters. And, and so there's this whole thing is a house of cards um so it's, you know a, why not slow it down
0: it's a long way from you know not not too far from here where they invented stock marketry here in amsterdam which is uh used to make a it was a little more rational that that money book by the way has a great passage on that how uh it had it has it has i forget the guy's name has the uh the first hustler who figured out how to like hustle the stock market in a big way and apparently on his tombstone it said uh it said you know this, this 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 dude I assume it was in uh Dutch as it were, but like his tombstone says like this this guy was so good he lost a hundred thousand, you know. Tulips. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the old Dutch name. The, not, 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 or not gild, but Gilder. And uh but apparently there was a typo and that there was a zero missing. So huh. he actually lost even more money. But yeah. Oof. I mean I mean at least let me just close out. At least, you know, in the olden days, the whole point was you were getting, like, I think a dividend, right? There was something you were getting in return. Yeah, right? not yeah. Just the, uh, not just the opportunity to sell to someone else, which is always the thing that's, like, philosophically, uh, I don't know, annoying in my head. But whatever. <laughs> what, what, you <laughs> well, know, I don't but, care. But- and, and, I benefit and, and, from all this madness. So Yeah, I mean the, the, you know
1: the the question was was I holding any of this? No. The stuff I hold, I mean, I'm not a day trader at all. I I buy stuff that I think, you know, is going to provide value in a year or more. You're a
0: low frequency trader.
1: I am a low frequency trader. And <laughs> you know right. what? Like you I'm said, up 35%. You're an investor. You know? me, Ray. You're an investor.
0: <laughs> now, okay. So so related to that Is uh, so. What, 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 uh, Brandon? What did we get? What did we get informed on? What's the feedback we got on Bitcoin?
2: Well, just a couple uh, different things came in, and that was really interesting, just on multiple ways. So, uh, Nathan uh, from Slack, he says uh, the problem with Bitcoin is that people treat it as an investment rather than a currency. So that seemed to be one thread that we got. Graham said uh, from Twitter, he said we were close because we were sort of like talking about our ideal uh, system. Uh, you know, and he uh-huh. said that uh, that we basically reinvented crypto. That basically, that's what crypto is. Uh, but we, so we were close to getting it. And then there was uh, a couple of different things I put in here, just the central bank digital currency. So there's sort of like an effort out, an effort out there to do that. And then um, you know, so I think the the feedback was generally pretty split between some people believe that like. Bitcoin is already here and is solving the problems. And then others kind of generally kind of believe that like, yeah, it's it's just crazy. It's just not being treated as something like uh, an investment rather than an actual currency. So I don't know. You can kind of see why. Uh, why it has these huge swings, because there's at least, you know, competing people out there. So it was interesting. And then finally, uh, one of the listeners uh, in Slack, he also said that uh, Ryan, Ryan offered uh, that he works over at Coinbase. He'd be happy if you're in the Slack, if you want him to walk you through to how to sign up and like, you know, try out. Uh, <laughs> He's he, got a he was very code. cool about it. He was like, listen, <laughs> I get it. If you don't want to do it, he didn't want to be called crypto cowboy. But of course, Hey, you don't get to pick your nick- nickname in life. So, so he said that he would uh, he'd help anybody out in the Slack that wants to like kind of understand how it works a little bit more. So, a lot of there feedback on Bitcoin, a lot of different opinions. As we said many times on this podcast, uh, this is the same group of people that were like, I don't know, Snowflake, not sure we're into it, and that was a huge success. <laughs> so, none uh, of this GameStop. is investment advice. We're not roaring, Kitty. That's where I get my stock tips. He's killing it. He turned $50,000 into 20000000 million. Don't get your stock yep. advice here. Go to Reddit or somewhere else.
1: Go, go somewhere I else. thought I thought
0: it was with uh, small classified ads that, that <laughs> he did that, is my understanding. Now, Ryan says he doesn't work at Coinbase. Oh, he doesn't? Ads. I'm sorry. Did oh, I get it wrong?
2: Just to clear uh, okay. Well, answer. thank you for correcting me. What was, what right. was
0: that guy's name? Don? Don? something who had the small classified ads. I have to look them up every couple of years to remember, but I had, I had a minor, I wouldn't say obsession in that I wanted to do that, but just like the kind of like, you know, interest in that weird culture. But, uh, you know, I, I guess we should get to some tech news. Hey, everybody, it's me. Today's show is sponsored by Strong DM. Working from home, managing a gazillion SSH keys, database passwords, and Kubernetes certs, meet strong dm manage and audit access to servers databases and kubernetes clusters no matter where your employees are with strong dm easily extend your identity provider to manage infrastructure access automate onboarding offboarding and moving people within roles with the click of a button trusted by companies like hearst peloton and sofi to manage access you'll have more control and less hassle strong dm manage and audit remote access to infrastructure start your free 14-day trial at strongdm.com sdt all uppercase again that's strongdm.com slash sdt no credit card required and of course we thank strong dm for sponsoring our show all right. Well, you and I both received an invite for Clubhouse, coincidentally, right before they were funded. So, uh, you know, uh, well, as you like to say, we didn't advise investing in Snowflake. If you want to get a round of funding, you need to send us an invite uh, because Clubhouse <laughs> received some gigantic. Was it a four billion dollar uh, valuation? One valuation. OK, that's a lot less said. than four, but still. But so I, I forget if we covered this last time, but. I have actually, I haven't used Clubhouse, but my uh, my uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, has used it. We were watching uh, Karate Kid, and um, she decided it would be great to start up a Clubhouse room. And apparently, I think you were in it with her too. Yeah, it was really good.
2: She uh, she was really good. She was a great moderator. She just Uh uh, brought us on, like actually let me talk the whole time with very little interruption. So uh, that was my first Clubhouse experience. Was talking to your your daughter.
0: Yeah. More seriously. When, when my daughter's not, um, butt dialing in the clubhouse, so to speak, what my understanding is that it's like an audio chat room.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think generally that's probably, I think, you know, other people, if you're of a certain age, right. Party line, right. The whole idea that you would dial up and Uh dial in to talk to some people. So yeah, this is clearly the idea that like people that want to get on and have, you know, if you go extemporaneous (laughs) conversations about all kinds of topics. That's essentially what it's built around, right? The idea is that like people do want to do that and you can basically start up, you know, a room, other people can then make it public. You make it public and then people can join your room. And then you as the kind of owner moderator of the room, you can decide who's going to talk. You can have a conversation just between one or two people and let other people listen in. You can raise your hand, be kind of uh, given the mic, if you will. Uh, join the conversation. And so, you know, that's the whole idea. And so it seems, you know, I, I feel like it's just at this level of like um, coming out of beta stealth because I think we're all starting to see invites. Like you got me some invites and then I got some invites and I've some more people. So they're clearly trying to grow it now. I think with the, the fundraising, they've clearly decided that they've uh, if you will proven out the concept and it seems to be most popular right now, I think amongst the venture capital, Group out and I don't know if they're all still in uh, California. I don't know if they've all moved to Miami or Austin yet. But whoever's left, that group of people seems to really believe in it. So I don't know. I think all these things at the beginning. I was kind of going back in time, thinking to myself, it's like when I don't know if this is going to be called social media. I don't know. You know, we'll decide what it's called later. But you know, when these things first emerge, there is this tendency to always kind of be like, that doesn't make any sense. Like Twitter you know, blogs, you know, you and I have been through it off Facebook. We've seen it all. And I think, I don't know, we probably had different, you know, different opinions. I think we both, like some of them, I think blogs and Twitter, we, we took to very quickly. I think we were like, this is actually kind of fun. Other people, I think remember like, you know, the whole joke is like what did you have for breakfast and things like that. So this one, the one thing about, that I think is interesting about it is it kind of goes against internet trends in the sense of it's all about it's, it is synchronous. Like you only can hear the clubhouse, discussion when it's happening right you're not really supposed to record them it isn't a podcast it's something like you know it's like you just have the conversation then it's over so i think that's one like just interesting counter trend so there's right? no
0: there's no persistence yeah
2: and that, that seems to be like that's a you know feature not a bug in this case right that's what at least at the moment that's what the the app is for it's like hey come have a conversation that isn't recorded that isn't a podcast learn something meet people network whatever much more like it's i would almost say it's like it's the attempt to formalize like a hallway track, right? Like, or, or a bar or like a get together or a dinner party. It's like, hey, everyone just get on there, have interesting conversations. They're not going to persist at all. And then, you know, the value of that is you make a stronger connection, stronger friendship, learn something and and you move on. So I think that's I the see. thesis behind it. So, you know. A thesis, that's a technical word, that's right. word for that's uh, right. investing. That's the investment thesis. So, I mean, clearly- so, so-
0: Mm-hmm. Let, let me let me let me so basically it is a uh as you were saying, a party line, which right. is you know all the all the uh I think they were called freaks. They would love to get together on a party line and talk with each other back in the eighties the nineties and seventies. So and and then it has all the controls that you would expect from a group chat situation where there's uh moderation and things like that. And you can set up separate rooms and uh and it's not recorded uh so you're far not we really, know.
2: As far as I can tell you're not really supposed to record it. I guess you know, obviously, given the yeah. capabilities of technology, but the intent behind it. And at this point, it's only, uh, at least as of last week, it was only iOS. So you had to have not only right, I mean, right, 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 You had to have basically an iPhone. So you couldn't do it from your. I don't know. Maybe you could find some way to install it on your Mac. So but really, it's it's a mobile application. So in so
0: in theory, we could have a persistent clubhouse room for software-defined talk. And people could just go there and just like talk to each other, and then and then also, you know, we could hook up our own, just use an audio hijack to like you know record the audio. We could come in and mute everyone, and then just do our episode. That would be that would be super awesome. <laughs> I don't I don't even know what kind of move that is. Obviously, it's a jerk move, but it's some kind of. <laughs> right. There needs to be a name for that kind of right. thing. Right.
1: We could
2: do what we're doing now on Clubhouse. But then no yes. one can see us, but then no one can see us, so I don't know is that there's, no is that bad? there's no video there's no video no people are gonna miss the video
0: yeah I mean, I mean, the main thing I remember there was some this is several months ago, but there was some you know one of these there's always some mini scandal of of tech stuff that doesn't involve like Twitter and Facebook, and uh some reporter was talking about how they were in some clubhouse room and all these VC people were complaining about like, you know, the New York times was a terrible news source or whatever. Right. And uh, they were going off on it. So. Yeah. yeah and then the I reporter mean, I guess-
2: got upset. So there's obviously they're going to have to work through all the issues that come up every time. Like how do you report abuse? How do you make sure it's a safe place? How do you turn it off? How do you make sure people can be blocked? Right. Like. All yeah. of these situations are the same, so I I don't know if the, I won't say they figured it out. I think they're probably in the middle of trying to figure that out. And as more people use it, we should expect more controversies. That seems to be how every one of these sites plays out.
0: Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So are you going to use it, Brandon?
2: Well, I'm definitely going to try. Um, there's some topics I was interested in. I was actually, you know, trying to talk to some DevRel people, and one of the listeners uh he said hey you should go listen to this clubhouse these are talking about some dub Rel stuff and like it may be interesting. So I'll definitely give it a try. It? I, I think um you know I mean I just it's one of those things that I you know it's like you just have to set aside some time, right? Or or be willing to when you see something huh. interesting, like go to it. Like that is the one part that's a little bit difficult is like you see stuff, but I can't, you know, where like a podcast you're like, oh that's great. I'll listen to it later. Or a video, oh that's great. I'll listen to it later. You know you just kind of get it in your queue. This is more like you need to be on it. You need to be able to, like, I actually have, have the time. But I, I don't dismiss it, though. I, I look at it because, you know, people say, um, you know, hey, there's lots of ways. This is always what the beginning of this. People always say, like, can't you do this on Discord? Can't you do this on uh, yeah, Zoom? Yeah, yeah. And it's like every time these things emerge, right? And I think this kind of goes back to our GameStop thing. It's like, I don't know why, right? No, I think this is the whole thing. No one can explain why certain things just take off and become the the way to do it. Like, I have no idea why Instagram beat Flickr so badly. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's different, yeah. but it was out there. So so I don't know if if Clubhouse is, I understand it can be done in different places, and I have no idea if Clubhouse will ultimately lead this, dominate this space, but uh, I'm definitely not going to, in this case, yeah. I'm not making the mistake of dismissing it now, and then in five years, it'll be like a YouTube Instagram sale, and it's like, oh, we didn't get it. It's like, Yeah. They could definitely be the next big thing, or it could also just kind of burn itself out, as we've seen many times as well.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think I think you know the fact that you can't just like self service sign up to get into a Slack channel still, as far <laughs> as I can tell. Like it shows that like you can just completely duplicate a service and just add a few key features, and then you know you win. Like like also you know uh, Twitter bought this uh, Git Review site, which I used for a while because you know the Git Review newsletter. Uh, it's like the only one I ever found that has like a uh, a share sheet for like bookmarking links you want to put in there. Like it just it blows my mind that all these newsletter things like so many of them are about like uh, sending out links. And at least last time I looked, this was the only one that like if you were looking at a web page or you had like a URL thing, you could go to your little share sheet in the iOS thing and just add it to get review. And then it would show up in your newsletter. Like I've spent so much time over the years trying to automate that process and it's difficult but you know there was a good uh i think i recommended the uh i can't remember the name of the podcast now the one that uh that uh i can't the stratecary guy with vin thompson and uh the gruber guy do Yep. it's not called digression it's dithering, uh, dithering yep. but yeah but they had a good episode going over that and it was funny to hear them talk about it because they were like Oh yeah, and then if Twitter wanted to charge people for things, they could do this, right? Like, anyways, it's a good episode. If you want to go back and listen to uh, that episode, I guess you have to pay for it. But yeah, it, that maybe they'll do something. Well, where are you
2: at? Are you going to start a paid newsletter? It feels like this. I mean, this is your wheelhouse, man. You've been like back and forth. It feels like the, the prob- technology is coming to you now.
0: I I don't have a lot of time to do those kinds of things, or I haven't chosen to spend that time. It takes a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. difficult. Like I got, I I have, I've you know well i mean on that note there's two things i was listening to some person talking about if they want to be on social stuff or not and and they didn't that usual thing but it was a better conversation than the usual and then there's this uh there's this newsletter i subscribe to ironically for the point i'm about to make by this uh what's his name robin sloan he wrote like mr penumbra's bookstore or something Mm -hmm. and uh he was, he was writing in his newsletter, which it's one of these newsletters from an author who kind of like plays around and writes a bunch of stuff. I love those kind of, of just sort of wonder commers. And he was saying like, well, I'm going to have kind of half newsletter and half website. Cause with the website, I can like mess around and do what I want. Like, and it's interesting. Cause by website, he means like a page, not just like a blog entry, you know, where he's just like doing stuff on a page. And it did get me thinking like, like, This idea of having your own community of people rather than just like everyone in Twitter or even everyone who might subscribe to your newsletter. Well, it it is nice to have this notion of like, here's this space that people go to and they have to like want to go there instead of just like being discovered in some activity stream somewhere. But there's two things. One, I always want to, as you say, I always want to do this, but it takes a lot of work to like write things up. Right. And then you also have to do it consistently, which is the whole point. And uh, I always think that would be great to like, I always, I want to do that. And then I realized like, oh, I already have a job that pays really well.
2: Right. So no, no, you'd have to want to do it as a, um, you know, kind of the Matt yeah, Iglesias yeah. and all the journalists that are sort of I want, I'm ready to strike it out on my own. Right. You'd have to kind of go yeah. like yeah, ben Thompson, yeah. of course. Right. He's sort of, you know, made this famous, you know, the idea of like, you know, you get enough money and you think you have a big enough, uh, uh, group of subscribers, you start your sub stack, and you know they kind of give you bootstrap, so i don't, I don't think oh yeah I think doing it in addition to another full time job that's yeah and difficult.
0: and don't, don't i mean you know I make my little ridiculous videos and I do my my uh, executive roundtable i mean I do plenty of content uh that 's satisfying, but yeah, i mean obviously it would be fun, you know i think I think the funnest. I don't know maybe funnest is wrong but like i did enjoy just like the 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 sort of red monk thing of just like you know blog about whatever you like and cover these things that was interesting but yeah it's a full-time job to do all that
2: well i do <laughs> think this is i mean i i've been saying i guess red monk maybe pioneered it and you can give us the history there but this does seem like the way you know what we now think today of as industry analysts right like this is what industry analysts should be it's like you create a yeah, following yeah. that's strong enough that you're writing, and it doesn't have to be daily. I think that's sort of a misnomer. Like, I don't have that much time either. I there's only a certain amount of things I can consume. But like a well-written newsletter from authoritative sources um that's sort of covering stuff. It's like this is, you know, like why pay the Gardner Group? Like once you yeah, have those yeah, skills, yeah. do it on your own. Yeah. It would be much better that way.
0: I mean, I think I think and and it 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 has happened. There I think I think there is there are several analysts who could who could do like a Matt Iglesias style thing like they have they have the passion for let's call it medium form content <clears throat> right and and i think i think the thing the key thing for analysts one it's nice to have independence right but then you got to in the states at least you got to worry about health insurance and stuff but i think what the analysts would really like is like not having inquiry calls <laughs> right like every Every big house analyst I talk with, like, they're always like, Oh, I got all these inquiry calls. They spend half their day on these thirty minute phone calls to people who are like, you know, should I be doing service mesh? And the analyst is probably like, Oh, for fuck's sake, now we need to figure out what they mean by service mesh. And then (laughs) and then I gotta list all these things and talk about stuff. And then at the end they're like, Oh, that was great. Hang up, right? And so like, I'm sure there are lots of analysts out there not lots, you know, two handfuls who would love to just like uh, write a newsletter, right? Like who would really like, they would like their interaction with their community to be through reports rather than the phone. Now, I think there's plenty more who wouldn't like that. Like they would love talking with people. Uh, so you would have that. And then I think, you know, like some of the smaller places, like, uh, like Red Monk, I mean, they have a lot of potential to, I mean, it's it's difficult. Their, pricing would be the hard thing. Because you would have to, like, you know, if you calculate how much money Ben Thompson makes, like, it's a pretty significant amount of money. And, but that wouldn't support, they have four analysts at Red Monk plus at least one administrative person, I think. And so, I mean, that's a, that's a, what are you talking about? One, one fifty to 250000 a year, like just pure salary. And then you probably have whatever overhead. I mean, that you're looking, you need a lot of cash flow to support that. And uh, that's a lot of $99 a year subscriptions uh, you got to be selling. Uh,
2: well, but-, but I always, I just think for something like Redmond, like the there would just be a mix. It's like you have a yeah, paid yeah, newsletter, yeah. maybe everyone just writes one a week. Then you can still for do sure. your analyst calls. You can still do some, you know, face-to-face, some events, you know, in that case, in that kind of business, right, it's sort of, you know that i think it's just another revenue stream it's not the, like the only one i think it's i think truly like the substack is clearly for the person that lo- i always think it's the the liberal arts major that truly loves to write that gets up every day wanting to write 2000 words like that's where you have to start like are you that kind of person and then if you yeah, are yeah. um You know, you go on your own and you're like, the writing is the work. And it seems like, uh, like Matt, I think it's Levine. I think he does a great job at Bloomberg. But I told him, when I read it, you can see him. I get up at 5 a.m. He probably spends four hours like cranking that thing out. He's done at 12, right? And I'm sure he's got family obligations. Yeah, there's a... But you can just tell like his specialty is he loves to write and he just wants to do that. And he's never, yeah, yeah, yeah. every job I think he'll ever have will be that. And I, I don't know. I don't know how many people there are like that.
0: Yeah. There's a good interview with him from the year before last with Tyler Cohen, you know, on the conversation with Tyler. And they talk a little bit about like his, as they say, production method. But no, I think, I think you're spot on right? And obviously I'm one of those people. <laughs> if I don't do that now, but like, I, that, that's like, I, I, I think a lot about the mechanisms of that and everything. And like, I think the thing I realized about, about him, about Matt, Le, is it Levine or Levine? I forget how to say his last name, but he's got, other than the, the joy of writing, he's got two things going for him. One, he used to be like, you know, Wall Street person. So he's got that background credibility. And then two, I realized he has complete access to all of Bloomberg I assume he's got the terminal, right?
2: right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and you you realize this week after week because basically he'll take a Bloomberg article and write about it, mm-hmm. right? Like yep. and so he's got that that really good sourced and and written up stuff, which is you know, I think about how could you do that in the tech world? And what I've realized is that you would have to start writing about that tech stuff that like annoys me, consumer tech stuff, which I think would be fine that would be fun to comment on. It would, it would be easy. Right. And then you would have to build up. You could talk more about the enterprisey stuff. You do half and half, right? Like, you know, every now and then Ben Thompson's like writes about AWS and you're like, what the fuck newsletter is this? Right. Like <laughs> this is all, all I'm of a sudden, for? all of a sudden he's not talking about like, you know, Facebook or, you know, whatever, you know, ding com, And, and like all of a sudden he's got AWS coverage. So, you know, you could split it up a little bit and, uh, that, that might be
2: interesting. All right, well, we should do this though. We got off on newsletters, but we should say that we've got clubhouse invites. So if you're in the Slack, uh, or ping us on Twitter, like let us know if you want to get in here, we'll give you some invites. Like, I think I got four or five more. Cote, you, you probably got a handful. So, uh, and then at some point we will, we'll do a clubhouse. Like, I don't know when, I don't know how we'll do it, but we'll do, it'll just be clubhouse style. We'll just get on one day and we'll just get in there and we'll, we'll do a clubhouse and see, and see what happens. So, you know,
0: it'll be, so, so it was a, last night I had one of these uh, executive round online, you know, and, uh, and, and it it would probably be kind of similar, right? Like, I, you know, you give a presentation and, and uh, we have like wine tasting that you do. And then, I, and then I gave the two 10 minute presentations about, you know, software and things like that. Pretty good presentation. If I don't say so myself, because it generated many questions and uh, discussion and then like when the event was officially over, the, they like made me the host for Zoom and people stayed and talked for like 20 more minutes just amongst themselves. And I could see like that similar kind of thing you would have in a, uh, a clubhouse setting, except maybe less CTAs for VMware Tanzu. <laughs> that's
2: right. A CTA-free clubhouse. I like it.
0: Yeah. No, we, that's what we should call it. We should make a clubhouse room called SDT CTA. And just uh, people love it, and 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 we'll put an underscore as the first character. Yes, I think that that oh, would, that would be, be perfect. Yeah, with the with the ox beef at the the end of it, whatever that is. What what is that ox beef thing? You must know, Matt Ray. Ox decaf dead beef. <laughs> I don't even. That's know. some that's some some uh, funny words some with old, hexadecimal isn't cow or something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well. I think we've covered all the news. It wasn't really that much infrastructure tech news. Microsoft had earnings, but I think at this point with Microsoft, you're like, yep, they're doing pretty fucking good.
1: Yep. Next
2: story. Well, I, but That's, I do think we have to quickly touch on it. I just wanted to get your okay. take. Home, all right. Cause it's, all right. it's, uh, it's something you've, you've, we've been talking a long time. Listeners will know, you know, we're, we're on a mission to uh, fix calendars. Right. And so, Oh yes, uh, I forgot Zoom, about that. One. Zoom is not taking us up on uh, our offer here to, to try to fix it. So, but uh I guess Atlanta based calendry has uh now looks like they have gonna they're gonna try to take the quote unquote scheduling nightmare and it looks like they are now funded at uh three billion dollars. That's the evaluation. They're the ones there. that are three billion. So my yeah. question is, is this it, Kote? Is is, is Calendary uh going to I do it? Is, I it use have-
0: them a, I mm-hmm. use them a long time ago. I mean
1: But you're not using them today.
0: No, no. I mean I mean today. The problem is, and maybe this is why I think, I think, uh, I think Brian was joking about $355 million for marketing. I mean, that's, that's ultimately, for all the jokes we have, that's the problem, is like you just got to get people to use it. I mean, I guess <laughs> to stick to the metaphor, a multi-organization calendaring system is just like money or Bitcoin or rising the price of GameStop. It's just an a enforced shared illusion of, of, that becomes reality that you have to spread out and everyone has to do. Right. Like it's just if everyone is just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to use this uh, calendar system and hook it up to my free busy and I'm always going to go there to do things and it would it would work great. And I don't know. Sure. That's I don't know if. If there has ever been that amount of money spent trying to solve this problem, so it might work.
2: Yes. Yeah, so and one I should it, do. I, I think I've got us. It's uh, there's no R in it. I want to say calendar, but I guess it's. Calend- Calendly. And that's probably hard to say. One, I don't know. They're going to have to give us some phonetic pronunciation <laughs> of that. So, uh, but I do think, so here's my case on this one I thought was interesting. It's like, I don't think it has really any chance to make its way into the enterprise. Like, we're all going to use this to schedule meetings. But I did think, yes, it would be great for every doctor, hair salon, uh, kid activity, anything where you have to like call somewhere to schedule mm-hmm. an appointment you know, and, for, you know, dentists, like the list goes on and on. Like this does seem like the perfect tool for that. It was like, yeah. it would be great if the website was just like, click here to schedule the appointment because I, 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 I just hate calling. That's the worst thing. And it's always a bad experience. Um, so I actually thought like, yeah, and that actually does seem valuable. Like if everyone started to use it and every dentist's office could pay whatever, hundred dollars mm. per year it seems like yeah that would actually be quite a large business so
1: that's I, that's I, my
2: hope i hope they fix that problem
1: i am yeah. all in i mean kote back me up calling places in a foreign country it's the worst <laughs> it's worse at, than least, the at least it's they speak english in, in your country <laughs> yeah at least in australia they're speaking english you know sometimes i get a hold of them and they're like what Yeah, you know, but i i can't even imagine it in, in amsterdam
0: i like i like where you're going with that brandon is if we think of this as not only, let's call it consumer facing scheduling, right? People, but maybe if it's like a Twilio of scheduling, right? They can be the back end for all these other scheduling yes, things, right? Exactly. Because like, the entire service, well, I don't know, entire, but a huge part of the service industry is all about like scheduling, right? Like when you want to go get your hair cut. Now, you know who could really use this is the teachers. At our school, who don't oh, really understand, hundred
1: percent. Yes,
0: I don't really know what's no. up with that. See, see,
1: yeah. see I, I thought you were going to say, you know, who really needs this for their their big overall tuck-in Zoom? Yeah, yeah. I, now I see that—that that would not, make sense. I don't <laughs> think it's
2: crazy that Zoom, but they're not listening to us, right? But like, uh, this does on, seem Zoom. like the ideal because it is. It's like it's a, kind of that prosumer level. Like, a lot I mean, you of guys have already identified. Here a number of other places, right? Where it's just like, I just need to schedule a meeting or whatever, an appointment. There are all these things, school school meetings are just a valid of all those ones I said. So it is very much like if you just, and also I think anybody on the other end, right? Of the people mm-hmm. that have to like take the phone calls, stop, open their calendar, you know, do it. Like that's not great experience for them. So if you just said, hey, give me a hundred dollars and you just give everybody this link. and And then, you know, you just get an automatic email confirming the meeting, that's it. That's all. that's gonna happen. It's like that seems so valuable. So, so I would almost like to use the the Reddit power for good, right? Instead of everyone deciding to trade GameStop, what if we all decided collectively to use Calendy? If I could, you got to you got to get that that magic kitty guy on it. I I need Roaring Kitty on this problem. This is a this would use his power for good.
1: See, but they're private. You can't you can't you can't mess with them. Um, no, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's... I don't want him to
2: invest in me. I just want him to convince everyone, hey, what if we all just use the same coloring system? The Can we get everyone just as excited about... Uh, shorting stocks as we could be like gosh t- look how exciting maybe this is the gen <laughs> x this is kind of my gen x uh uh run on the market they're, they're, i want it's like they're, whoa they're so, they're we're so all going to use the same calorie <laughs> system it's going to be awesome brandon, it's going to be brandon. so much fun who's in you know i'm gonna call it like the yolo there, trade it's yolo calendar YOLO.
1: only once. Are, it's all just scheduled together let's be together on time brandon there are no chicken tenders with calendars It's <laughs> true
2: there's no tenders
1: there will i think
0: be. i think, I think the there's some people in in our chat here who are reminding us of our uh, our zoom box in uh, thesis of investing and I think I think I think that that's that's good to bring up. I think you get zoom, you get Dropbox and you get you get this calendly thing, you know, or whatever. And I think you got something going on there. You have everything except email and chat rooms. Maybe you throw you throw a clubhouse in there and all of a sudden you've got this sure. alternate world. And then and then what you the ult, what you know, you have a, 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 a you've got a couple of pearls and two anchors. Your anchor going in is Zoom. Yes. And and you you know, Dropbox is is a significant pearl, but mm-hmm. I, I think it is less. It's
2: good enough, Dal. It's it's perfect.
0: And then you got a tiny pearl of Calendly. And then I think you have another anchor store when and if Slack loses oh. a lot of value because of Teams then you roll slack into that, and boom! Now you've got a shopping mall. But, but and then and we put a gamestop in it. Yeah, sl- sure. slack oh. is
1: lost to us. Damn
0: it! I forgot about that. How about a Discord? You got to have that. Yeah, right? there, there I you agree. Go. I think nah, Discord. That, I like
2: go. it. I think Zoom and Discord, the anchors, just we just fill in a few other things for this this oh. uh, Zoom cord. You, you know, you Zoom know, what you, you know I, I think, in
1: there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think <laughs> what we're missing is that Salesforce is the one who does all of this. Yeah, because they're they're finally going they're going to be like this CRM ERP stuff. That's great stuff. Cool business started in the '90s. This is forty, <laughs> 40 years later. That. So what yeah. would just just like Oracle used to be or is a database, and then expanded expanded? I guess they did expand it. They 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 expanded into uh, uh, ERP systems. We Salesforce are going to go from ERP into whatever we call this collaboration, we used to call it. So we're going to build up that whole other separate part of the business. And you can, you can do all of, you can do your low code on force.com and uh, Heroku as well. So now we're, and then you just need email. So you can use chatter for that. Or maybe Let's do it. No, th- this is the bold vision. There is no email. There is only Slack, right? We don't have email anymore. Oh.
2: Great. I'm fine with that. You
0: know how they used to be like no software. There'll be like no email. Oh,
2: no. Great. Sign me up. Okay.
0: Yeah, and then we'll solve problems. We'll be able to go get a haircut without calling someone. Uh, Hopefully. I need a haircut. Uh, Well, uh, Brandon, do we have any bureaucracy to go over?
2: Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of things here. One, I just want to say there's uh, a lot of good nonsense links in here today, so it's all in your show notes. You can check it out. Um, There there was a lot of fun in the Slack this week. Uh, a California man he decided uh, moving to Texas was bad, so he wrote an op-ed. It's just been very funny. I think everything about it is funny. Oh, All the comments have I been funny. Um, you should also check out uh, what is it? Uh, Tom? I don't know how do you say his last name. Rage Against the Machine. He's like the guitarist. Morello. Yeah. So anyway, he posted this thing. He's like, "Whoa, this guitarist is pretty good." So like, when when he does that, you're like, you take a few minutes and. I don't even know. I think you should just watch it. Just need to watch it. Like this guy turns like a guitar, like into like a, almost like a keyboard. It was, it's just incre- incredible. So I was just amazed by it. So lots of uh, nonsense for you guys to to check out. Uh, and then we had a bunch of people are hiring. So I'll just, you know, hopefully everyone that wants a job uh, can get a job here. So Dan wants you to work at uh Gym shark as a platform reliability engineer that jobs in the UK. Our friend, uh, good friend of the show, Michael Neal. He wants you to work at CloudBees as a senior ops engineer. So you can either be on the uh, the east coast of the U.S. for that, or you can work in Europe. Uh, Prosh wants go. you to work at CDK as a software architect, also in the UK. Um, so if you want a job, go get a job. And then, of course, if you want stickers, all you have to do is send me your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com, and I will be happy to send you stickers anywhere in the world. And if you want information on those jobs, you can see them in the link. But if you join the Slack, you go on the Jobs channel, all these people will give you information about, like, you know, probably ask questions like, what do they pay? Is it a good job? They'll probably tell you because they're in the Slack. So you can find them there.
0: You know, I've been reviewing this article about uh, about Texas not being good. <laughs> and I think, I think, you know, you, we were talking about newsletters earlier. This is an example. This is what that first person talking about leaving social media was kind of saying is like, you know, you don't really need to uh, publish stuff like this. It's not really going to help well, you. Well, listen,
2: this thing has gotten so much traffic that it really gave me an idea for both of you. I think one, it's like, uh-huh. Kote, uh, it's like, why I left Austin for Amsterdam. I mean, just whatever, go for it. Like that would get a tremendous amount of, of coverage. Mm. And then Matt, I think you could do the same thing. Like why Sydney is the new tech hub and Austin is, is, is old because people, I just like, you can't imagine how many times it's like, there's been articles about the article, criticizing this person because I actually read through it. I was like, ah, some legitimate criticism. Some of them are stupid. Some of them was like, he's like really hot in the summer. I was like, yep, could have told you that. Didn't need to move here to decide that. Yeah, you should leave in August. Um, But the other stuff was like the car washes are bad. It's like, I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? It doesn't make any sense, but people want this content. So both of you are an ideal with everyone trying to move to Austin. You have ideal situations to write why you left. You'll get a lot of traffic. I don't know if that'll make you any money in your life, but you can certainly get a lot of internet traffic.
0: Now now, let me on the driving part let me ask this this will be some feedback for next time, other than Germany, I don't think people are good drivers anywhere like doesn't everyone <laughs> always complain about how everyone's a yeah. terrible driver now i've driven in Germany many times there's the good drivers there very i mean they'll they'll flash it's the only country i've been in where if you're on the highway, like the Autobahn there, and someone flashes their lights at you, you actually think like, oh, they're so nice. <laughs> like they they would just like to go around. Totally cool. I'll pull over. And then, yeah. you know, they zip past you at like 500 miles an hour, which is And
1: In America, you're like, what's with this asshole?
0: <laughs> right, right, right. Whereas you're in like many other countries I've been in Europe, and flashing, they just like everyone's constantly flashing their lights, right? And, oh, and, oh. and then, but then also like, uh, I don't know if I've ever been in a city in the States where I'm like, Wow, people are great drivers here. Love this driving experience. Like people are terrible drivers everywhere. It's it's like, you know, everyone always complains about traffic. Like no one likes traffic. It's just, yes, traffic sucks. Thank you. Eh, I don't know. I'm going to have to read this, but uh this this looks good. I well, think it's that would be about
2: would, I think just the need about if a city becomes popular, just write an article a counterintuitive, you know, take the other side of it and be like, oh, this place mm. is not good. And people will want to read it. So that's really, yeah. been, that's, no, that's all that that's, our article really that's fun.
0: is. fun. I think you're right, though, Brandon. We should have a special episode where we, uh, we discuss those. Maybe put it in a newsletter. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let me see. I, I, think, I think is the DevOps Days Texas? Yeah, that, that call for papers, it ends soon. I still haven't submitted anything to that. But that ends on uh, January 31st, and it'll be on March 2nd. Also, we don't have the call for papers open for spring one, but that's going to be, I think, September 2nd and 3rd. I don't know, sometime in September online. And uh, when we do open the call for papers, papers I'll tell you. But uh, I'm, I'll be leading up the track of meatware stuff, no doubt. So I'm always interested in stuff. If you want stickers, you can email Brandon at uh, stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com. You know, what do they need to send you, Brandon?
2: Postal address.
0: Postal address. That's right. Because we don't use fax machines here. It's very expensive to fax things. Shipping
1: worldwide, though.
0: Although, in theory, if you had the right kind of paper, you could fax a sticker.
2: Mm, I'm definitely not doing that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and and we've mentioned the chat here. So we have we do this in Twitch. You could just go to uh, if you're over in Twitch land, you go to SDT podcast. And I don't know, you can find it. But with that, Brandon, what do you have to recommend this week?
2: Uh, This week I've uh, been trying to figure out uh, how I can uh, see outside of my house when I'm up here in my office because, uh, you know, I just really never want to leave. I'm really uh, translated. I'm just on calls all the time. So I finally found uh, the Wise outdoor cam. So I tried out a couple other ones which are all very good, um, but they all require constant power. And it didn't have like an easy way to run an electrical cord. So this wise outdoor cam, I have a couple of the indoor ones that you just plug in. But this one runs on batteries, so you just charge it up. It'll last, uh, it says up to six months, but I think it's going to last like, you know, at least, I don't know, 90 days or so. So it seems to be kind of just the perfect little, if you want to see outside or you want to be able to put a camera pretty much anywhere, just charge it up, put it in there. Uh, and it's very easy to use. So I've been using the Wise Outdoor Cam. So that way, when the person, I can look out there and see, oh, that's a delivery I actually have to go get, or no, that's something I can uh, ignore while I'm doing my work. So check out the Wise Outdoor Cam if you're looking for uh, some surveillance stuff on your house or somewhere else in your life.
0: Cool. How, how about yourself, Matt Ray? You know, I, I, I it sounds like you might want to get one of those cams to put it at floor level and monitor for any snakes <laughs> that, that might be uh, coming and get going.
1: Some, get some machine learning snake snake. That's snake. that seems
0: like an Australian product, snake cam. Like Oh yeah. Or maybe it, it'd be like like Roo cam and if it if it if machine if it machine learned kangaroos it would like it would make a noise. Does anything scare ooh. a kangaroo? I, maybe well, maybe if a... it shot snakes at the kangaroos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe you could get some sort of machine learning algorithm maybe like that one's a kangaroo. That one's a wallaby.
0: Oh, that would be good.
1: <laughs> so my, my pick this week, uh, you know, I, I kind of finished watching most of the shows on, on Apple TV. Uh, the subscription expires March 2nd or February 2nd. And so uh, finishing up shows to watch, uh, I'm enjoying the Earth at Night and Color uh, nature documentary. So if, uh, if you like nature documentaries like I do, uh, my, my key to, to enjoying a, a, a nature documentary is is it something I've never seen before. This one checks all those boxes. So uh, check that out on uh, Apple TV and then, you know, cancel your subscription when you're done. Um, <laughs> and then my, my other recommendation is kind of a per- per- perpetual recommendation uh, transfer-wise. Um, I've, you know, living in Australia, being paid in America for a while, uh, sending money back and forth. I got my annual you know, Hey, here's how much money you saved. And you know, they're right. I saved a bunch of money, use a transfer wise. So uh, uh, I got a link there with, uh, you know, um, referral code and all that fun stuff. So if, if you need to move money between countries, it's way cheaper than money, tra- than wire transfers.
0: Yeah. It's, it's well, well done software too. I should use yeah. them as examples of stuff. It's almost yeah. like using like airline stuff as examples, but it's probably a little better than that. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good service. And well, it, and it keeps getting cheaper. That's what's oh, great. yeah. See, that's that's uh, we all win, gets cheaper. That would be crazy if it was free one day. What would happen? Just, then, then, uh, your money would just be, uh, is, is, it, is it called discounted when it gets reduced? Your money would just be discounted for time that it takes to transfer. That would be the only friction. Well, yeah. I've mentioned that that book, Money, several times. You should, that's a, it's a good, good listen. It's very well written and it's a good, good, uh, listening book a book, book to listen to. Now also, you know, every, every now and then I like to just totally change where I do my, uh, my blogging and websiteery. So I went over and reactivated my, uh, my old micro blog account. You know, if you haven't micro dot blog is like, I don't know. It comes from this era of like, we need an alternate Twitter, but it's also a blog and it's kind of a funky sort of take on things, but it's, it's a pretty good system for just blogging. Now, is it like better than WordPress? I don't know. It's tough to say, but it's uh, it's it's fun to go mess around on. So if you want some like fun little blogging service, that's, uh, it's kind of the equivalent of buying fancy notebooks and pins when you could just have like a big pin and like, you know, a spiral notebook uh, instead. So that's fun to look at. Well, with that, as always, this has been Software Defined Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, including reading up on uh, why... Californians don't like Texas or at least that one and and hopefully next time you can tell us if, if there's anyone in California I think what's missing is we need to know what the what these angelic car washes are like out there like what what makes them so good because I too am confused about uh about the car wash thing because I mean they have those services where you can pay like $50 a month for unlimited car washes still or whatever it is I think it's maybe even twenty nine ninety five, right Brandon
2: yeah yeah definitely come on down get your car washed i think the car I mean, washes it's, are fine i'll i guess i'll die on that hill you know here in texas it's like <laughs> it is hot it is really hot in august i'm not disagreeing there but like car washes there are plenty of places to get your i
0: mean out. i mean i feel like did he complain about the bus system because like that would be something no to lack of
2: open about. spaces there are not enough open spaces in parks it's yeah like, no well, no public
0: trail. no public transport i mean if you're going to complain about one thing Like legitimately, it'd be like, you know, the buses and like the (laughs) many ways. Anyhow, if you want to read that story and others, you can go to com slash 283 and uh, you should join our Slack channel and all that stuff. We'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) It's going to be like, hey, hey, employer, I'm out for a month.
1: Like that, 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 that
0: job doesn't exist.
1: Well, Australia does.